the button, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Shugs? Welcome to another episode of Snacks Packs. This episode is sponsored by Mango Jewel Pods, uh, safe for ages 6 through 12. Um, so go to your preferred, nearest. even. Yeah, <coughs> preferred Doctors for ages 6. Yeah, pediatricians recommend. If at you least, can't get your seven year old to stop smoking Marlboro Reds, get yeah, them on the Mango Get them on the Mango Jewel level. Pods. Yeah, pediatricians say that uh, your child should have at least one Mango Jewel Pod every four days it's good to inhale the microplastics yeah. to get it at a young age get it circulating early because there's going to be a lot more later they need to build yeah, up that immunity, that immunity. some Important. are saying that uh mango jewel pods are a substitute for flintstones vitamins so um <laughs> some are saying yeah. it's such a good <laughs> you can use that for, for anything, anything dude. dude it doesn't matter it, yeah. you can just I, I heard some people are saying uh you're just done you can and like it's, it's so it's it's a rage meme tactic dude because like i those are like my least favorite thing when i see someone share something that's like people are people are are wanting to cancel you for not giving your dogs pronouns and it's like shut the fuck who who oh yeah like what was it um i think they got rid of the subreddit but it used to be tumblr in action was really bad about it and like and they you know their whole thing was like taking the worst the craziest shit you could find on Tumblr that has like, you know, a hundred, nobody's ever seeing it. And they're like, look, this yeah. is what the average leftist lib or whatever believes. They actually think that, uh, they should be like an animal, you know? What yeah. I mean? And like, like in the entire, like 99.9% of my friend group, I guess are leftists, you know, whatever, but, or left leaning people. And yeah. like, I can sit there and be like, okay, hold on. I can sit there and be like, okay, I see this fucking meme, and obviously it's not true because, like, nobody thinks that. But then I guess the same would go for, like, a right-wing meme, but I feel like for the right-wing memes, they're a little more, like, accurate. Like, someone's, like, fucking right-wing is upset. They're calling they thems, and it's like, yeah, they kind of are. Like, shut up. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, and one thing I don't like is, uh, like, uh, right-wing tweets get faked a lot yeah and and i just saw i don't know it's like i can never really tell but that's like part of why i think the right wingers so shit is like i can't tell when someone is making up cuckoo bananas yeah. bullshit about them i'm like i don't know he could have yeah, said, said that that's that's that. Not, like, <laughs> usually when i when i see something it's like with andrew tate memes like the tweets he said yeah, that. I'm like, yeah. i gotta go confirm if he actually said You're this because like, this sounds on, like something he? he said it was like that with Trump, dude. Trump is it's so easy to fake Trump stuff. Oh yeah, you just spat you off some Trump, bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> you could, they made AIs that would just replicate yeah. Trump's replicated. Also, uh, air horn because Tucker Carlson got fired. It does. I the more I read about it, the more it looks like he actually did get fired. I don't know. I don't know. It really surprises me. The whole thing really surprises me. Like, you know, is Fox blaming? Tucker I don't know. Carlson? That's what I was saying. Like, and like, 
Are you serious? Like they're they was, had everybody uh, on their fucking channel doing that shit. And I'm like, I maybe he's just a scapegoat, but I I'm surprised anyone got fired from it. Well, and to me, I'm like, if you're, I, it just surprises the fuck out of me that they would scapegoat their most successful uh-huh. star. That, yeah, I'm, I'm like, they're not gonna throw. You know, I don't know, Lou Dobbs or fucking even Hannity under because Tucker Carlson is like one of the most watched that shows in true. America. Like I on want, TV, dude, fuck, you know? man. Yeah, that you know what you make a valuable a valid point. Like what are like why? Why him? I saw all this cheerleading about the whole thing right off the rip with no I mean no details are out. And everybody's like, <laughs> Tucker Carlson got fired. And yeah. I was like, Well, we don't know yeah, that. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, Tucker Carlson had Fox by the balls. Like, I know Rupert Murdoch is in charge, but, like, they are because Tucker Carlson is such an effective propagandist. Like, you know, he, like, yeah. even Russia, Russia had, like, standing orders for their, uh, like, intelligence units to use as much, oh, and their TV, their domestic TV, yeah. to use as much Tucker Carlson clips as possible because, like, he's so perfect from it. And fucking the KKK would, like, uh, listen his shit and take notes about how to say KKK shit without saying, without saying KKK, KKK shit. shit. Dude, that's so yeah. fucking crazy. Dude, they're so like, wild. oh, Tucker Carlson's the best at it, you know? Yeah. And so I'm, like, stunned. Like, to me, I think that Fox, to, like, when that happened, I was like, I don't know. To me, that sounded like I thought Tucker Carlson had a sweeter deal somewhere else. Because I I wonder if he really does. Because uh, also Don Lemon got fired from CNN. Uh, most people don't care who that is anyway, because uh, who watches CNN? Yeah, for cable, real. You know, cable but, in uh, general. He got like I was like, you know, I could see Tucker Carlson fucking getting a spot at CNN because CNN is trying to become more center, even though Dude. when they were not, they were so not yeah. left. You know, yeah, yeah. I was like, I could easily see an, see CNN getting Tucker Carlson and be like, now we have a balanced left, yeah, and balanced right. left like, and right, yeah. God. You know, you know, you need someone like Tucker Carlson to restore balance to uh, your yeah, news channel exactly. and society. Uh, do you think he's going to go to Newsmax? <laughs> Nah, Newsmax is honestly a fucking like I don't know I I like Newsmax and OANN are like amateur hour bullshit. Yeah, and I he is he was making like unbelievable amounts of money at Fox. I can and yeah. he's already the heir to the Swanson fortune. Yeah, and like I'm like to me, money doesn't matter to someone like him like stoking up culture wars among the poor like he just wants power yeah. and reach and i think he would be embarrassed to be on somewhere like at idi- those idiocracy level tv That's shows true. they're like goofy fucking for what channels. for for as shitty as he is i mean he is he's good at what he does True, he's really he's good brilliant. at what he does he's a genius at what like, he does. i i don't like tucker carlson and i don't respect no him absolutely at all. not absolutely i'd beat not. his ass on site honestly on his site. ass on site i don't care Wherever I am for the rest of my life, I will yeah. fight Tucker Carlson. But uh, I like I definitely think he's good at what he does. I don't like deny that at all. Yeah, no, he's he, a genius. Uh, he's good at fucking stirring up the old the old discourse. Um, but I, yeah, I that like, I wonder how that's gonna go. Where where is he gonna yeah. go? Uh, oh, you know, a perfect example of I couldn't tell if things were real was all the. All those memes that people would do about Tucker Carlson doing a, an outrage bit on 
X, Y, or Z. And yeah. I'm like, did, was did he, he mad? Could he? Yeah. Was he mad about the sexy M&M? Oh my God, he was. Okay, I, that one was real. <laughs> I can't come to this M&M. What the fuck, America? Um, uh, and he's always talking about like Femboy. Oh, I think maybe he was covering Femboys dude, in the fall I wonder, of Western Men. I wonder, there were so many memes about it, I couldn't tell. I wonder if Tucker, Car- Tucker Carlson secretly likes Femboys. Oh, dude, all of the red states have the highest That's true. fucking, that uh, is true. you know, amounts of like, transgender yeah. porn. Yeah. Everything they hate, and interracial yeah. porn, you know. That's always Everything so they crazy hate, to me. Like, dude, I, it's horrible. Like, what if they revert, did they reverse psychology themselves so hard that, like, that they ended up just liking what they initially started hating? I wonder, well... <sighs> I don't know. There was I've seen this like really disgusting green text that we couldn't read on air. Yeah, about fair. like getting into more and more depraved shit yeah. until they're like eventually circling all the way back around to like a pretty you know vanilla what thing. Consider normal. Yeah. yeah, vanilla. That's a good word. For um, it. I I uh, I mean yeah, it's like it's definitely one of those things where it's like you make fun of a kink so long that. It, you're like, oh well, hold on now. Maybe I should, maybe I should dip my toes into this. I wonder if that's what's happening to them. They just hate transgender people and like gay people so much. They're like, now hold on, let me see what's on this side. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. Uh, like, uh, I was, I was trying to find some of the maps. Um, like this Pornhub one for 2022. I wanted to see what more like Utah's was. Yeah. It was it was Mormon. That was the top <laughs> what the fuck? Gross, weird porn is that? Well, they Mormon. can't. They can't have sex themselves technically, so they gotta they gotta watch it happen. I mean, I would imagine cranking your hog fucking, is against the Mormon religion dude, this too. This map is insane. Let me send this to you. Let's see. Uh, um, we should name this episode is, Tucker Carlson Femboy Hour. I do know that they're not supposed to crank their hogs because Mormon religion is all about not having fun. But I remember learning about that from my friend who was Mormon when I was like 13. He told me that. And I, I like at that point in my life, <laughs> yeah, I, could like, not I, I, I cannot fathom not cranking like, no, your like, hog. Just don't do that. Why? <laughs> like, What's wrong? Like, I was like, holy fuck dude like, like i have no have self-control how yeah you have you you are you are a superhuman man the power i've been on a steady three-day diet for fucking a year now yeah. my guy how are you holding so, it together let's see uh, obviously oklahoma's anime Excuse anime me. kansas is hentai. yeah kansas anti missouri's massage um very normal yeah for, for missouri i'll give him that wow then we have montana's being leather is so yeah. funny to me we have california being asian washington being furry um and then all the no, southern Oregon is, is that Oregon? Oh, yeah, Washington's furry. above it. Yeah. I don't know dick about geography. Washington is fleshlight. Fleshlight, dude. Fuck Ew. yeah. No shaming, but no why? Sh- yeah. Why that? And then, well, uh, uh, where where was it? I just saw Gilf on here. I also um, like Virginia, the tobacco state, being smoking. Yeah, smoking. Smoke. Wow, really? Yeah. All right. Shit. That's kind of wild. And then all let's like all the southern states are like black, black, BBW, big ass, BBC, strap on, stepmom, um, P 
PMV. Hawaii is amateur wife and Hawaii in Alaska is expansion. expansion. What the, what is, am am I approved? That sounds more specific than just big old mommy milkers. Yeah. Big old mommy milkers. What is breast expansion? Is it like, does it expand during like, is it like bimboification? Uh, let me just pop into images real quick. Uh, Reagan, look away. So <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's so what you're describing. Yeah. Um, I was looking at. I was looking at Alaska, uh, man. It's big in Alaska. Yeah, they love it. I was looking at PMV <laughs> over there, um, under Michigan. Whatever the fuck, none of those states over there exist. So I. Uh, oh, that's Ohio, and that is a porn music video. Um, porn Ohio porn music, porn music video. <laughs> Typical average Ohio oh, porn viewer. Are so porn, yeah, what the fuck? Do you need <laughs> like a uh, do you need like a tempo to crank your hog to? Like like a dude, they were probably stoked about TikTok. Dude. Oh yeah, like, dude, hundred absolutely. Oh, hey, That's I mean too. TikTok is a whole like porn category now too, where it's like oh yeah. TikToker accidentally posts this or whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, All the lies lying to themselves, dude. I know, fucking. And then <laughs> let's see, who is we have? Uh, South Carolina with Gilf, so that's great. I like that you can't tell. I know you're googling this, dude. States. Hell yeah, I'm fucking googling. I don't. <laughs> so none of these states exist. The, you can't do the fill fifty maps of uh, fifty states in. You don't think you could do that? Like Fuck on a no, raw map? Absolutely not. Damn, absolutely not. I totally could. Dude, I totally. I'm could. Fucking good I've for you. I played that game a million times. I dude, if this was like fifteen years ago, or I'm sorry, like ten years ago, probably yeah. But now I just don't give a shit enough to remember. Um, I feel like as a resident of Kansas, as a part of the country where everybody forgets exists, I felt a responsibility to remember what everyone's state looks like. Because I don't think states of forgettable people live there. I Although, uh, I mean, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. South Dakota, North Dakota should just be the same. I need state. to know the state I live in. And like, wh- when am I ever going to need to be like... Yeah, that's this state right here. Like, I know the names of the states. I, I right can, now, for I this moment, I don't give a be fuck. A little more faster. I mean, you wouldn't have me clowning on you right now. <laughs> I, I don't consider it being clowned on because I don't give a shit, dog. You can't oh, clown on, some, on someone when they don't <laughs> care. Who gives a fuck about oh. South Carolina? I mean, obviously. <laughs> We're small uh, enough, we dude. We're small enough. <laughs> we're small enough. Let me check the map right now. Yeah, Let's check the it. map. Let's see if I got to apologize real quick. Um, we're crafting something. Yeah, I Uh, like that we're small enough when uh, that we can just talk shit on states and nobody's gonna like really come after us. When we get bigger, South Carolina. Yeah, there's we only have in the last three months thirteen downloads from them. Okay, well, fuck South Carolina. Besides those thirteen downloads, and then if you're if we're in the future, if you're in the future listening to this, and we have like a ton of listeners now, I I recant my statement. So it's kind of a choose your yeah, a choose your own adventure. Skip fifteen seconds forward (laughs) if we still haven't gotten big yet. Uh, in the last. Two years, no one from Montana has ever listened to our podcast. Not big in Montana. It's the only Not big state in Montana. <laughs> that doesn't have a single download in. I'm gonna have to reach no. out. I'm gonna have to reach out to some Montana people on like my social media and be like, just listen to it one time. Come so on, we, we can, can fill you just the pop map. up on the map so we can fill the map. Yeah, we're trying. To oh fill no, that. actually, we don't have uh, Puerto Rico or Hawaii as well. Oh, not big in Hawaii, huh? 
We did okay in Alaska. Yeah, Alaska's bad. fine. I mean, I this think it's funny. I've never looked at this before, like the states over the whole time. We're like we're an overseas crowd. You know what I'm saying? People love us overseas, but in America, they're like y'all are it's losers. True. You are. We have more listens losers. from Finland than like at least thirty different or like twenty different states. Oh God, yeah, Finland. We're Finland's that huge in there. Finland. We love Finland. Oh, I'd love to go to Finland. That's where the first tour is going to happen. In I will Finland. admit, when I was in Russia, or and then going to Estonia, you know, people were like, some people were like, eh, don't go to Finland, there's nothing to do. I, I don't think that's true. I think it's, whenever someone says that, I'm like, you just don't know shit about the country. That's a ridiculous thing to say. Yeah, I, But the big reason I didn't want to go to Finland was because everyone said, you're going to have to get in a sauna naked with strangers. And I was like, dude, I'm still trying to get used to being on the other side of the world. I don't want to be naked yeah. with strangers also, right now. Also, have to yeah. is an interesting... Uh, I mean, the way they described it is like, yeah, I mean, basically, like, every everyone's doing it all the time. I was like, I don't know how true that is. I'm I good. can't handle that right yeah, now. Yeah, I, but I, I, can't I can't imagine... I can't imagine someone would get mad at me for not wanting to hang hog in a sauna. I mean... I don't know, though. They and, would be like, and oh, the thing you was, Americans. I've been in Russia where people weren't, like, the most stoked about me all the time. So yeah. I was like, I don't know. I was I was still trying to figure out how to be in other countries where they did or did not like yeah, me. Yeah, maybe they just, I would say, maybe they just hated you and were like, let's just fuck this dude's vacation. Uh, I mean, in Poland, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Dude, the whole, so speaking of being spotted on site of being not from here, I was walking my dog recently and i was on i mean basically on the street that i live on and this guy goes he's like standing by his car i'm like walking basically in the middle of the street because nobody drives through there yeah he's like hey man i was like hey he's like you smoke i was like uh no i don't smoke cigarettes yeah i was like do you need a lighter though and he's like you smoke weed i was like uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> looks, he's like, looks around. right on. He's like, where do you get it? And I, he, the way he asked it, it kind of sounded like he was like maybe new to the area. He's like, where do you buy weed? Yeah, because that, yeah. that was something I have been wanting to do since I moved here. Because uh, until my weed runs out, I was worried, you know. So, but uh, I was, you know, I was like, when girlfriend's got a medical card, I had a bunch that I brought over and have just been coasting off of. And uh, uh, he was like. Uh, would you want to buy some? I was like, oh, well, <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah. And I was like, if it's good, I, I'd like to try it out. I'd get, you know, a bit. And um, I was like, I'm not from the area, so I haven't found anybody, like, local to hook up with like that. And he was like, yeah, I could tell. I was like, well, okay, rude. I mean, Yeah, shit, he's, he's like, tell? yeah, this dude's like, not what? from here. I was like, I just, but, and then later when I did, because I did meet him, I bought dope it was fine it's actually great it's better than pennsylvania stuff and it was cheaper which is what i wanted i was like done easy yeah dude um he uh but he like he didn't understand that i lived in the neighborhood he like he was baffled because i i told him like several times but it was dealer shit you know he was like i'll be there i'll be there at eight or nine and uh then he's like actually i think it'll be like seven and i was like shit okay um fine whatever and then it was like 7 45 naturally and and then he calls me he's like i'm gonna be there in eight minutes i was like okay that's precision i like that i was like put put my shoes on i'm ready to go and i was like and i texted back i was like cool i'm only like three minutes away i even said on the phone too i was like yeah i live like right right on that street so i'll be there in no time at all and then uh he's like yeah i'm here 
And I get there and I tell him I'm here and he's like, damn, I didn't expect you to get back so fast. And he walked back from like the river and Dude, not what? his apartment or That's something. So weird. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? I was like, I was like, I was so clear about me living on this road. But also on this same week, I was walking my dog and these other guys asked me for cigarettes. And I was like, no, nah, I don't have any. Sorry. And they were like, what is there like a, a bike trail or something? around here uh, i was like i could tell that they were confused why i was walking there and i'm like i live right yeah. over there i live in this neighborhood I like, dude I like I, I i don't know fuck was the I guy was, like, was the guy uh, who sold you weed a white guy no both of those and both of those stories they were black dudes oh really nice yeah yeah i, I don't Which, know i don't know yeah. why that's important because my follow-up question if he was a white guy was gonna be like did he have a sick neck tattoo because like most sketchy white guys who sell good weed have sketchy neck tattoo or not good you know, neck tattoos, but like shitty neck tattoos. It's like uh, I was funny because I was talking to Reagan about it. I was like, "Male privilege is that I'm gonna go meet, yeah, this go guy. meet this guy, <laughs> no issues I, I was like, at all, no worry at all. Like I'm not, I, you know, I, I don't care. I'm like, I was like, this isn't even the like third time a stranger yeah. has approached me to sell me drugs, and I was like, okay, sounds good. I, I'll go do that, dude. I um, remember, I remember, uh, me and Casey were driving back i forgot where we were driving back from it was for an emo night or whatever we're driving back and uh um we stop at this gas station and there's this guy hanging out the front of in the front of it like trying to sell weed to people and it was like super weird it was the front of a gas yeah like outside of a gas station and that's cop shit that exactly that's what i'm saying and so the and the clerk did like not seem to mind it at all which you know it's not really an indicator but that could be either way yeah Yeah, you but usually if you're at like a a chain gas station and yeah someone's like hey there's a guy out there wouldn't allow that yeah no and there's someone's like there's a guy out there just selling weed to people so like the person's gonna be like all right man you can't do that here just go off to the side or whatever but uh uh he had like a like a not really a buzz cut but like a, a fade and his backpack that he was selling out of was a like military backpack with molly on it it was like a i think it was like ocp oh, camo like with molly pack. yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, or like okay. a yeah, salt yeah. pack and uh he we're like leaving and he's like hey yo what's going on and i was like no nah, i'm good uh i don't got nothing sorry just like thinking he was gonna ask for money he was like well i don't need nothing i'm trying to give you something and i was like no i'm good dude and uh he got all he got super pissed off and like was like yelling at us and like gave me the finger and i was like all right cop like like you you are a fucking <laughs> cop like if i bought weed from you like i was gonna get pulled over immediately so i don't yeah, know what, yeah. like get the fuck out of here dude that's a pretty <laughs> obvious setup it's, yeah it's crazy to me like how stupid cops are because i see the videos of people who are like yeah, this guy hit me up or posted on this Facebook group asking for weed, and he's obviously a cop, so I'm going to go. Like, one guy was like, I'm going to go. He asked for flour, so I'm going to go give him some flowers. And uh, he shows up, and this guy's like, and they try to dress like normal. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, they try to dress normal, and, like, it's they're, they're in, like, a, a, a fucking Mark Echo shirt, which no one's worn since, like, 98. And they've got, like, a, yeah. a backwards hat on or a bandana and, like, some, like, some light wash jeans. <laughs> a and a, dude, yeah, I'm like, the fuck, man, like, get out of here, bro. Like, you look like a cop. Like, I don't, uh-huh. like, you guys should hire, you, you've got an inflated budget, so hire a stylist dude, to make you not look yeah. like a fucking narc. 
It's so funny. That reminds me because we've been watching Fringe. Love it still. Um, only halfway through season two. It's so long. But there's this part where uh, Olivia, she is the main FBI agent, and says, you know, like that she usually prides herself on knowing what the, how they think and criminals, but this time she was totally blindsided. And I was like, dude, the FBI is like, is full of people who claim to know exactly yeah. what criminals uh-huh. are like and have never hung out with a criminal, a criminal or been a criminal all, in their life. In their they life. don't know anything. And they, that's, they have this <sighs> crazy sense of justice. And I'm like, just live with people who don't care about yeah. justice. You don't know how thinking works. And what like, I was, about? and that's another thing I was going to bring up. It's like these people are so far on the right side of the law that, like, like you said, you have no idea what a criminal thinks or like how they act or, or never whatever. Been to yeah, Shut and also, up. yeah, and all, you've caught stupid criminals. Like I'm sorry, like it is what it is. The only person I would say could could say that would be like an FBI psychological profiler, but he's like profiling like serial killers and stuff, not like yeah. the dude selling weed at the fucking Seven no. Eleven to make uh, extra buck. But I love when cops are like, yeah, this is how they, it's like the cop that fucking arrested me was like made me show him my tongue and he was like yeah you know if you've been smoking weed your tongue's usually green and i'm like that is a hundred percent not true <laughs> like wait, is a fucking jolly rancher do you think i'm chewing on it like it, it's not that's not how it works dude Get the yeah fuck out no, of it, and if you've been drinking lean your tongue's purple and if you snorted cocaine your tongue turns white yeah, dude it was it was, emba- it was really worked. embarrassing even my lawyer was like yeah that cop's an idiot because that's not how it works like no um but yeah, the cop was like, if you, you know, if my, uh, if my, uh, partner was doing this stuff, you'd be arrested for a DUI. And I'm like, you could not prove that I was driving under the influence at all. So that oh, would be yeah. pointless. It, yeah. Granted, it would just be to jam my shit up, but like still. Dude, it, there was a, um, a big, my dad, like, um, these were like his customers at one point. So we like can't kind of knew these people, but these people in Kansas, got raided by the police for growing pot. And it was determined that they were growing pot because they tested their this these plants that they found in their trash can or their trash. Uh because they followed them from a hydroponics store. Followed oh. from a hydroponics store, go through the trash, test it, find weed, raid them. So the test that they used had a less than fifty percent accuracy and it was a fucking tomato. <laughs> and I was like <laughs> I'm like, oh my fucking god! These cops don't Dude, even know what weed looks like. I, they don't it, even fucking know. Like, it, it, it baffles me that like I'm just I. How they, do you? They sued the state and got a ton of money. By fuck them. yeah! You should yeah, absolutely sue the state. I mean, kind of fuck yeah, except you paid for yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. You did pay for it with your but... tax dollars. Dude, the fact that that cops have a annual budget for lawsuits is fucking stupid. Is. Oh, Dumb. it's unbelievable. Dumb. I think, I feel like you should get your money. Can you, if so say something like that happens to you, could you sue the state something like that happens to me and get your money, right? And then could you sue the individual, like the cop individually? Kind of like how the Scientologists sued the IRS individual people? No, no, that's, there's like a law. Is it qualified immunity? About, yeah, I think, well, I think that's what that is, yeah. Where they're they're just not um, responsible Liable, yeah. because of their jobs, yeah. That's so stupid. That's the dumbest shit ever. 
Oh, I mean, yeah, it totally. I wish, is. I wish I was like, I wish I was as bad yeah, of a person. They're shielded from civil liability. Um, public official, public officials perform discretionary functions. Then I'm going to say basically the premise of the law is they can't be worried about getting sued, so they don't do their job. So oh, they just nice. And I'm like, okay, so they just now they just. Shoot their gun all the they time. Want. That's Do whatever the result. Yeah, <laughs> unless you're crazy. unless you're a white guy that uh, that is breaking the law, then you know, oh, like, speaking of which, uh, a January sixth rioter got identified. FBI told him, "Hey, man, you're getting charges." The police go to arrest him. He shoots at the police. They go, "Sorry, sir," and they leave. Really? They leave. <laughs> End of story. <laughs> I was like, "What in the mother? Why? It is. I was like, oh, you guys are foaming at the mouth. Yeah, to, to drive a somebody. tank through a fucking daycare window. Yeah, <laughs> there's someone smoking pot in the bathroom. But here you are with a man shooting at shot you. At. And you're like, you have I, a nice day, sir. Back back when I before I knew any better, I used to be like, well, you know." You, you can't judge this off one guy and like or like you know it just it's a case by case thing but like as time goes on and you see the the very clear trend of like people of color being shot tenfold by a police lot. than the yeah. a white person is like you're just like I can't like I mean you can't you can't deny that and it's like the, yeah. the the story I was telling you fucking uh the story I was telling you before we started we went on air was of the guy in Tulsa who was in his car. Um, Tulsa man kills. Oh, I think he killed two cops. Um, or maybe hold on. Let me look. Uh, whatever. So he's in his car fucking doing whatever. He got pulled over and he's not cooperating. And the cops like tase him and that doesn't work. And they're pulling him out of the car and they fucking pepper spray him twice and that doesn't work, and they like, two fucking police officers cannot take this one man to the ground, and he's like resisting, ends up pulling, taking one of the cops' guns, and killing him. I mean, think about like, someone like, uh, oh man. uh, Only one died, and the other one was severely injured, okay. What's that one wrestler, uh, from, he was in that fucking... Steve Carell movie too. Uh, it's like the Great Call or something like that. Did hold on. I'm uh, looking at the story to see if he pulled out a gun from somewhere or if he took one of their guns. I might have got well, the Great Kali. The Great Call. Wow, I was pretty fucking close. Uh, holy shit. Yeah, look that dude up. So just think about how like every day this seven foot dude who weighs 350 pounds simply chooses to abide by the law. Yeah, that's because true. what what. What are the police? Nothing. What can they do? Nothing. What could anyone do? Two dudes, two of the biggest cops you got. Okay, absolutely Still. not. Dude. not yeah, that dude's a Still. fucking beast. It's just crazy. We were uh, that made me show snacks in a video of a uh, another guy fighting two cops to get on an ATV, and he just writes an ATV and gets on an ATV and drives away while two men are grappling him the whole time. It's like it went in slow motion because the cops were, like, (laughs) trying to get him, and he just slowly gets back on his ATV and fucking drives off, dude. (laughs) Insane. Absolutely insane. 
Um, yeah, I don't uh, know. If, I can't. It, it, it says this dude pulled out a gun. It didn't say he took one of the officers' gun, but I also don't think they would put that in a report because, yeah. Dude, um, look but at this still, picture. man, if that guy was any other, any other, had any other skin color, he would have been fucking wrestling. Shot after. Look the, at that picture. Hold on. Wrestling is so gay, dude. That is the most hit, dommy picture. It, dommy that's mommy pretty picture gay, I've ever. If seen. that's if that's Ray Mysterio, Ray Mysterio is pretty short. But yeah, that is pretty gay. Wrestling's tight, but it's pretty gay. It is. No, not there's nothing gay. wrong with either love of wrestling. them. I love wrestling. Thing being K is cool. I knew. Like, I knew that. Seeing that, I'm like, I knew the great uh, the great Kali was a wrestler, but I only really know him from the Longest Yard, that Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, he was in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Get smart was the one I was trying to remember. Gets, what I've seen, he, get he smart. Was, was he in Get Smart? He was on the plane. He like chases them, and uh, at the end, he like convinces him with his words instead of fighting him because obviously you can't. Yeah, fight no. Him. If someone, dude, if someone like that, a small VW. If so, yeah. Him. If someone like that comes up to me and is like, "I'm gonna kick your ass," I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna. I'm, I'm either gonna take my chances running or. I will. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pull out my gun. I'm sorry. I feel like if- I do feel confident that I could outrun him. I don't feel confident that some of the guns I carry would kill him. That's true. Honestly. I don't. Maybe they wouldn't take him down. <laughs> I'm like. I don't know. He's a big fucking guy. He's God. He is so huge. It's just nuts. He is. It's just enormous. Genes. I can't imagine. Have you seen the story about that 14 uh, year old who's like, um, yes, 14 year yeah. old. Which one? Because there's a few of them. Uh, the one who played football or basketball. There's yeah, two I think of it's them. the football I one. Fo- I think that's who you're talking about. The basketball about. one. The he's like a one. yeah. He's like that dude. That kid's like Russian, isn't he? Dude, the the 14 year old yeah football player. He looks Size like he is t- 26 years old. Yeah. And fucking linebacker. That kid you know? is a fucking truck, dude. That 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 is a that is a fucking Mack truck. He's six foot ten just, at 14, dude insane can you imagine I, it, can you imagine the no, dominance you must feel i was feel? so little at that age the, i was so little the dominance the opposite you must feel of walking through your school being six foot ten and being like the same age as everybody like you you're not even afraid of yeah, teachers you're unstoppable you know? there's you not are, a single gym coach there who could scare dude, you, yeah you, you know? are unstoppable you know and but that also it's one terrifying. of those things it's like is this person being my friend because they're afraid of me and want me on their side or are they being my friend because they're being genuine yeah everybody individually (gasps) yeah because uh the whole story with him was sorry i had to let me clear my throat um he went to like nike and was like tyler parker is the one tyler parker yeah he was like yeah uh, actually i'm seeing his picture under uh I'm seeing two different no, names. No, Eric Jr. is uh, that's proving to be a struggle with her 14 year old son, Eric Jr. The teenager has size 23 feet for now, and his mom is desperately looking for someone who will make shoe in the size at an affordable price. Um, and at 14, he's still growing. She said most kids this big and tall at his age have an, an endocrine disorder, and he does not. He has no health. He issues. doesn't, dude. No, way. <laughs> he's only gonna get God bigger. help us. Oh. oh my God, dude. That when you're oh, when you're that my. tall, when you're that tall, when you're, you're that you big, ha- people you, are like, can I look at your shit? Yeah, you, I, yeah. You have a career. You body? have a career no matter what you do, like wrestling, fucking 
football. Dude, there's dude. there's forty year old men who are waiting for you to get yeah. into the professional yeah. sports. The, Is that you, weird? You have a vanilla envelope with your name on it at some like fucking like NFL teams office and they're like this kid he's got fucking four years and he can go to college and we want him um yeah that's that is that is insane and he's still fucking growing i wonder i i wonder how big he's gonna get god help whoever's in front of him six foot ten inch freshman at goodrich high school in michigan has endured six painful procedures on his feet to fix ingrown toenails finally resulting in permanent removal of the nails of his largest two toes damn that sucks. They just don't make shoes good for Dude, someone well like yeah that. that's the that's i mean that's the whole the whole reason he came up um uh, the whole reason he came up like on the news was because he, he him and his mom like reached out to i think uh nike and adidas and was like hey can you make uh a shoe for my son who's giant and nike was like no he's not a professional athlete athlete we're not going to do that and then adidas they're like that doesn't get our dicks wet well yeah exactly one one of the i don't remember if it was nike or adidas that said that i think it was nike and then i think adidas was like no we're not going to do that and then under armor stepped up and was like we will make you uh, we will make you shoes He's that like, fit you. Under Armour's like, look, we know you're going to end up playing for the fucking yeah, Philadelphia Keep Eagles. us in mind, dude. <laughs> uh, the, I think it would take every dollar of my disposable income to feed this child. I wonder how much he eats. I mean, five to 6,000 calories a day, easy. When Eric was born, the obstetrician who delivered him turned to her and said, Eric, turned to her husband, Eric Sr., and told them their son had the biggest feet he'd ever seen on a newborn. The doctor accurately <laughs> like, predicted the son's feet. God. The doctor accurately predicted the son's feet wouldn't fit into any baby shoes. I want to see a baby picture of this kid. <laughs> Show me them fucking baby tootsies. <laughs> it's see like a, a giant baby little tootsies. Yeah, dude. Like, it's like a dog that has giant ears, and it's like he's got to grow uh, into oh, those things. Dude, dogs with big old paws. I love that. That'd be. Imagine having like the baby's feet are so big the doctor notices. Yeah, too. that's. Dude, that's gotta Lord. be a noticeable, a noticeable like, difference. Some honking feet. Um, so it says. So Rebecca, his mom, he's gonna grow into those. Yeah. <laughs> spent countless hours in the past year searching the internet and calling shoe companies, including Nike, Reebok, Adidas, Under Armour, and Red Wing shoes, as well as independent cobblers. Uh, she explains the shoe size she needs, and she had met with was met with disbelief and laughter and a consistent chorus of They're like your child. Yeah, you're fucking lying, dude. Get out of here. Uh, Rebecca said she spoke. Dude, honestly, I would like reach out specifically to Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, I would, that's like, true, dude. Everything. I'm like, dude. I think he'd really step up. I think everything he would too. About that dude, Shaquille O'Neal is really cool a solid man. He absolutely. What's yeah. a, uh, What size shoe does Shaquille O'Neal wear? What size? I mean, he shoe? had to have custom shoes. He's like seven two or something. So Shaq wears a size 22 and <laughs> this kid wears a size 22. So he wears yeah, the that's same. Shaq's like, actually, Shaq, I have dude. tons of shoes. Yeah, I I've got, what shoes do you want? <laughs> I'll fucking, I got you. Uh, Rebecca said dude, that she I, spoke with Nike and Nike said, the only way you have a size 22 is if it was made for a pro athlete and they didn't use them and ended up back in circulation. Um I mean, to be fair to a mega corporation, the like it would honestly be a lot easier for a very small company to make custom yeah. shoes than oh, yeah. Nike. Like they they would have it would take a lot of money and tooling changes to for them yeah. to make oh, 100%. Shoes um th- that being said, all that being said, I think I'm pretty comfortable being this size 
5'11", good weight, you know, good. I, I got long arms. I like that. I'm not too short. I'm not too tall. Being yeah. that, being so huge that you're like looking for custom That's gotta be, shoes, dude. And or else you will be shoeless. I feel Fuck like that. I feel like this kid is definitely pro- like maybe not like some like super bad damage, but like he's got to have some kind of like emotional distress being his size and being like a young kid and like. I mean, we don't have to assume that. Yeah, I awesome. mean, yeah, maybe, maybe it is fucking split. awesome. That's true. I, I mostly just, just think it is inconvenient. There's no way it's Inconvenient, and I know kids are fucking assholes, so, like, someone, like, uh, I don't... Th- what, are they going to talk shit, though? I was about I to mean, say, you'd on. be a fucking fool to <laughs> talk shit to this kid. This jungle at but 13. <laughs> you know there's always that one kid who's, like, wants to, doesn't give a fuck, and is like, I don't give a fuck how big you are, I'll fucking talk shit, which, insignificant, but still. Um, actually... being that big, people want to walk up and fight him. That's true, yeah, that is very true. Like, I I went to high school with this dude who went into the NBA, he was like 7'1 in high school, and like, I saw him ducking through hallways and shit. I'm like, fuck that. Yeah, that looks that, yeah. so annoying. That does. <laughs> also, so I misread. He actually, so Shaquille O'Neal wears a size 22. Eric Jr. needs a size 23 or even 24 to fit his foot. He's on his way dude, to his 30s. He's dude. surpassed oh Jack. That sucks, dude. That I mean, that, I mean... D and D, he would be a huge creature. Hell yeah, he would. Fifteen square. Uh, it says it's a weight on my heart. Although he mostly enjoys being tall, Rebecca said Eric has to deal with living large in a world that is sometimes small-minded in ways ranging from not being able to fit in normal seats on airplanes and amusement rides to hurtful comments. He is wonderful. Yeah. He is a wonderful kid and handles well, but being tall and standing out is not always a blessing. Uh, yeah, nor- that's always a big fear for yeah. black moms having a big young boy. Yeah, because right? I was like, a, I remember that being a big talk when. The Ferguson shooting happened. I can't remember that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially with, like, police and shit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, the Michael Brown, that was his name. You know, Um, he was, like, 18, but he was, you know, huge, dude. Big guy, yeah, yeah. Okay, I get, that makes sense. That makes perfect sense, actually. I I mean, I don't want the police to think my 14-year-old son is not a 14-year-old son. Yeah, Yeah. but it doesn't matter. They're going to see a dude that big. Yeah, they're going to see a dude that big and fucking absolutely be horrified. There's no way, I mean, and, like, part of me... Is like if I saw you that big and he was angry at me, I'd be like, I'm gone. I'm out of you. I'm out of five thousand. Yeah, yeah, I quit my job. Yeah, I would. I'd be like, yeah, I don't get paid enough to get my but ass. You want me to fight him, boss? For a, get, <laughs> get my ass beat by a seven foot tall fucking the man will beast. Pick me up, break me over his back. Yeah, hard pass, hard pass, dude. I can't. I just can't. I can't imagine being that tall. Nope. No. Nope. No. Thank I'm you. I'm comfortable with this height. This is a good, convenient height. All the upsides, no downsides. Yeah, I, I'm I, glad I wasn't little. I was five two forever, dude. I was. I thought I was gonna be a short kid, a short guy forever. Yeah, and I got lucky. I had uh, had. I grew like nine inches in like two years. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty average. Uh, pretty average height. Uh, and I'm, re- you know, I'm, I'm happy about that. I'm glad my brother is uh is a shorter guy, and um. I was like, hopefully I don't fucking get the the short guy jeans. Granted, I mean, my my brother definitely has taken gotten some shit in the past for being the his prison brother too. Oh. So he went to prison. Um, yeah, but he can fight really well. So that oh, he's I got bet he that can fight real dude, good. He can fight really well, man. I have I've seen my brother just beat the shit out of people. I remember one time we uh, we were at my dad's house and. We were, I think I probably told this story on the pod before, but I don't know. But we were 
hanging out with all these kids, and they had boxing gloves, but they only had one pair. So my brother and this kid were fighting with one glove on, so it was like, you can only punch. Were they only using yeah, one Yeah, you can on only hand? punch with this one hand. And this kid, I like... Pretty fair. Yeah, and this... You, you, yeah, and this kid yeah. was... Uh, he wasn't huge, but he was definitely like bigger than my brother. And he did not land a single punch on my brother at all. Oh, he would, shit. He would swing, and my brother immediately would duck. And as soon as this kid's arm went over his head, he would get up and just hit him directly in the fucking mouth. And did Jesus. it like five times, and then finally the kid was like, "I'm good." I was like, uh-huh. "Jesus Christ, dude! Yeah, dude. I would not want to fight my brother. He is a he's, no. he's a wily guy, a real wily dude." Um, uh, you didn't watch Barry, going... so we can't talk about no, that. No, I'm any, sorry. Any other life updates? Uh, I bought. Uh, so I did the state auction. Uh, just kind of because I I want to try to I'm trying to get some side gigs going. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get some buying and selling going because that's something I've done for over over my years. I've relied on as a second source of in- income. I've, yeah. I've bought and sold everything. So I got, I looked in this auction. I picked up a gold ring with a diamond on it for for really cheap, like way less than it was. I got it for less than it was worth in gold. So really? I, I got the diamond for free. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. Uh, I was like, I'm going to keep this. I just put it in the treasure chest. I was like, I want my fucking hall of treasure. It's going to have rings and gob- and loose gems and, and fucking real ass gold and silver. And so I just threw that in the pile. But I also bought, so Reagan was watching me do this and I was watching these all day. Yeah. I, it was, it was all fucking day. Like it would basically, they would show it on the screen. This was, you could bid beforehand and they're like, this is what the bid is at now. Three, two, one. Okay, it's out. Next, and they lo- the next one starts, Damn. and so it was like quick, yeah. quick, quick. Um, so I got the ring for cheap. I'm watching it. I'm watching these lots of costume jewelry, and so I, I was watching the whole thing from start to finish, like intently, because I wanted to learn what people were interested in and what was buying, like what was going for more than I thought it would, and less than I thought yeah. it would, and less than what the estate thought it would, because they had estimates too. So I mean, very fascinating. I learned a ton. And I was watching the costume jewelry, and the costume jewelry was getting bid up like crazy. Really? Like, one of the halls of costume jewelry went for like $1,400. And I was like, what the fuck? I couldn't believe it. I I was like, I don't know. I was like, are they seeing something I'm not? Like, I looked at the pictures, they looked kind of the same. The the term costume jewelry, too, makes me think like... You know, I mean, kind of junk. Not real. Generally. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's may at best to generally it would be like semi precious smooth stones. Yeah, like that's it. You know, on like hammered brass or copper. You know, no real gold. No, not even sterling silver at these prices. Yeah. So, but so I'm watching. And Reagan's watching, and one pops up, and she's like, "Bid on it, ha ha!" And I was like, "Okay," <laughs> and and they're like, three, two, one, sold." I was like, "No, what the fuck?" And <laughs> I bought it. I ended up buying it for forty bucks, and I was like, "Okay, well, I mean, some people were paying a thousand dollars for these. Maybe I got a deal That's for true. it." That's true. And I, but it just says "lot of costume jewelry." I checked everywhere; they all said "lot of costume jewelry," so I didn't know how much I was getting. I was like, "Whatever, sounds yeah. good." Uh, they they sent me the shipping invoice. It was forty dollars. I was like, man, they fleeced me yeah, on the shipping. Yeah, dude, goddamn, that's outrageous. And then I got the box, and the box weighed nineteen pounds. What? And I was like, 
what the fuck? And it turned, and it was, I had my gold ring in a box and then fucking four huge gallon bags full of costume jewelry. It was 19 pounds of costume jewelry is what I ended up (laughs) getting for, I was like, holy fuck. So you just got, you just got gallons of costume jewelry now. Gallons. That's awesome. And I, I, you know, we, we sorted through it. I was like, Reagan's like, can I keep some of this? Like, oh my yeah, God. Yes. Yeah. I don't course, yeah. care. I was like, I have so much. I paid $40 for this to get shipped here. Yes, of course. I thought I was going to get a handful, you know? Yeah. And, and also they didn't fleece me on the shipping because it weighed 19 yeah, pounds. Weighed 19 I didn't realize pounds. I was getting so much of that shit. Yeah. Um, so I I was like, fuck, man, I'm going to sell them. I mean, I, that's all I can do. Yeah. I don't know how to do this, but that's all I can do. I'm not going to just throw it away. You no, know, huh. I love the art of the deal. So uh, I posted it on Facebook. I posted it on Craigslist, let, let them simmer. Facebook, someone responds to me in like three minutes. They Damn. hit me with the, I, I will curse forever, Facebook, for having the button, is this available? Yeah, is this Why available? would they do that? Fuck you, Facebook. If it's up, so it's available, stupid. dumbass. I put that in all my fucking posts. It doesn't matter. They can't read. So let me let me just read you the transcript of this message okay. interaction. Um. So and the I mean it's literally just minutes after I posted this uh just lot of costume jewelry. And what I did was I took a picture of five just. I had like a board that I filled with costume jewelry picture, fill them again. And then I put all of those in one bag. I was like, okay, that's the jewelry that I took pictures of. I was like, and then I posted, if anybody wants these, here's five different, you can pick and choose. I'll sell you 20 of them for, or I said 10 of them for 20, but really if we met up and they actually met up, I will give them however much they want. For <laughs> any amount of money. So, um, the, the messages were, he goes, is this available? And this is from an, a man named, I think, Dow, but the D has like a slash on the side and there's a dot under the A. I think okay. it's Vietnamese. And I said, yes, it is available. He goes, tomorrow, I buy. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. And, and it's 9, and I was like, at 9 p.m. I say, sure. Any idea how much you wanted to buy and when and where do you want to meet? He responds at 11.20, two hours later. Give me the address, and I will come and buy. Okay. Like, <laughs> okay. A little sketchy. And so it's 12.30 the next day. I had forgot to check my messages. I see it because I don't have Messenger on my phone. Yeah. Fuck Facebook. I'll never give it to you. Um, uh, I, send, I say, I could meet you at, and I send him a Google link to a gas station right by my house. When? He says... Now, give me the address and I will come and buy. Oh it's, my god! Three hours later, I'm like, what the fuck? What the is fuck? Going <laughs> it's going on. Uh, so I, I said, okay, I can meet you at four thirty, and then I wrote out the address of the gas station. I was like, maybe that'll get through. And they respond four thirty-five, and they use a colon instead of a comma for a time. I, oh, I, I was like, this person isn't. This isn't a, just an a yeah. speaking. I was like, okay, that's fine. I get it. I sold a bunch of shit to everybody on Facebook. I, I had a good feeling about this. That's okay? why I was I, like, all right. I'm like super sketched, like to put anything on Facebook Marketplace. I'm just like the amount of like I I thought it was just full of scams. So this is making no everything. honestly. So I like especially when we were moving out. I was selling a ton of stuff. I dealt with a ton of people who were from overseas, uh, and they were. In 
Lauren specifically because they were you know going to go work at KU yeah. or go to KU, and they were fucking truly terrible to <laughs> deal with a uh, messaging. But <laughs> when they showed up, they bought it, no trouble, and they would do it. They would show up and do it. Nice. So okay. this guy says four thirty five. I was like, perfect. I'll be driving a car. What about you? And then I go to take my nap. I wake up. It's t- like 15 minutes before I'm actually supposed to be there. He says, I'm here. My car, Honda Pilot Gray. I'm like, oh my <laughs> Jesus Christ, God. guy. So I wake up. I don't have any of my clothes on, basically. And I was like, Reagan, can you just bag up two bags of jewelry? I, I-, I was like, just put that bag in it and, and I'll be, uh, <laughs> and I put my shit on. I rush out. I go there. It takes a while. I can hardly find this dude. Uh, I was like, hey, man, I don't see you in that car that you're describing. And he sends me a picture and it's, of the gas station and from an angle, I was like, Oh my God, he's like right behind me. I was like, I fucking, <laughs> and, and you know, we go over, I go over to him. He's like, uh, I'm like, which ones did you want? And he was like starting to point to him on the, the picture. I was like, look, you said you were going to buy, I said, I wasn't going to meet anybody for less than $20. If you were going to buy 10 of them, I'll give you this entire bag, two <laughs> gallon bags of this for $20. He's like, $20. I was like, $20. <laughs> and he's just, Twenty dollars. He hands it to me. We're done. I nice. Like, yes. Yes. Uh, so that's about half of that cost. Jesus gone Christ, now. dude. I guess I need to start looking at fucking state auctions, dude. Dude, state. There was one that I missed, and I'm really upset about. And I'm actually going to call the sheriff's office because they had a, a sheriff's auction that I couldn't find hardly any info about online, but it was on a piece of paper in the sheriff's office just on a bulletin board and they're like hey here's an auction we're selling all of this fucking like jewelry that we mostly probably took from drug dealers yeah yeah and and like dude you could get like reasonably like 22 24 carat uh like full big thick chains for like half a quarter price of what they're worth like oh especially at a sale like that where like not many people are going and i've been trying I've been trying to I, – so I went and trolled some coin stores this weekend. And it was a horrible experience. I don't even want to talk about it. But I was trying okay. to figure out if they used that auction site. And then neither of them had heard about it because uh, they're stupid old boomers because yeah. everybody who owns a coin store is a stupid old boomer. Also true. And the prices are like – I'm like, dude, do you know about the internet? You're selling things yeah. like 50% more that I could have shipped to my house right now. Like, are you insane? Uh, so they didn't use it either. So I was like, okay, this is kind of a deal. So like, if you know what you're doing, and that's what I wanted to, that's why I'm going to learn more about like gems and stuff. Cause I was like, man, some of those, some of those rings, I think were a really good deal. There was one that I got a little bit outbid on that. I didn't feel confident enough about the gem is a diamond to know if it was worth extending my bottom line for. Yeah. But I'm like, I got that for the absolute cheapest I was willing to pay. I was just like, you know yeah it was a pretty cool deal so uh i learned a lot it was a fun fun thing to do i got another entry for the horde you know it Dude, was uh fuck yeah the old great. the old dragon's horde of yeah gems I also, gems i bought a uh this coin that had been they hadn't updated the price on the website in like a couple weeks so gold was worth uh, more than when it was originally so it was actually like cheaper than gold cost which like if you ever buy gold online you're always paying more than the melt yeah, value. yeah like yeah. that's how obviously you know they they need to make money but usually the premium is high like seven to ten percent but they didn't change the price so it was less than it so uh i got in on it a bunch of people bought it and then they changed the price the very next day yeah <laughs> that's that, that right. <laughs> they're like fuck <laughs> that tracks 
Yeah, but I, I think it's uh, I've been trying to like put more money into my savings and because I have way too much in my checking account and I'm like this is just with inflation it literally is just evaporating yeah so I've been like investing a bunch and then looking for these deals because it's kind of a fun hobby and I learn a lot and you know I, I can get some of this stuff for way cheaper than other people are and it's just money saved so I can get more of it. And eventually, I'm going to have a real chest full of silver and gold and gems, and it's going to have like a hasp on it with a heavy padlock that's a little rusty and old and made of cast iron. Dude, it's going to be wonderful. Hell yeah, fucking! And I mean, that's your. It'll uh, have a pistol in it too. Yeah, of course, of course. Obviously, what obviously, what, what kind? What kind of pistol? They're like a regular modern day so pistol, thought, or like a flintlock fucking. <laughs> it'd be it'd be a real actual pistol that can fire, but it would maybe have some embellishments to okay. it. Like a you know a gold coin in the handle that kind of thing, that would be sick. That would be super tight. Like, uh, would it be like a drug dealer pistol, like a narco cartel, like the Aztec uh, thirty eight Super nineteen elevens? Yeah, probably not. It'd be smaller than that. I like if you're gonna have it in the treasure chest, it has to be like a discreet, like that's true stowaway pistol. You know, that's there. You shouldn't have to. It shouldn't be your only gun. <laughs> fair, if you're fair. in that situation. I guess I need to start to. I need to start. Most people with treasure chests have more than one gun. That is also I mean? fair. That is. It's an incredibly uh, astute observation. They definitely do. Dude, I, I've definitely noticed over the years the the overlap of people who own gold and own guns is is, is it's a the, circle. Yeah, they'll say the Venn diagram is basically a circle. Uh, yeah, I was while you were talking, I was looking at like. Uh, um, uh like auctions like kansas and like surplus websites god damn there is a there's lot lots, of stuff there's here. lots of good stuff especially uh if you know about cars you could really make a killing oh i can imagine yeah, i don't know shit about a lot cars, of those though. fleets sell out their cars and if you know anything about the parts of that anything you, you could make a killing oh yeah uh, if my car ever uh gives up on me which won't happen um it uh, I, my first thing going to do is going to be just troll those auctions for a couple weeks. That's because I was yeah, looking at some of them, looking at some of them. And it was like, uh, um, like a fucking 2010, whatever for like two grand. I had like a hundred yeah, thousand exactly. miles on. I was like, Oh shit. I'm man. like, I, and people don't understand my car standards. Yeah. Like, yeah. If, are it, very if, that, if I turn it on, if I turn it on and the engine sounds good, and it breaks and turns and doesn't squeak or nothing. We're I'm good. like, okay, okay. We are good yeah. to go, baby. Yeah. I'm like, you're telling me these tires are kind of new? Bro. But, yeah, sign me up. Fucking slap them on. I'm going to have to look I, at My AC, my vents don't even change. I, I just have on or off. I can't take, you know, I don't have a fucking, like, choose what location it comes it's, out. Yeah, it's very on brand. I don't give a fuck. Very on brand uh, for for you know how you live um oh yeah i'm looking at this all surplus.com spend money on car i can't buy gold and yeah, guns and bro. I say, yeah I say, if you spend money in your car you can't buy gold or guns uh i'm looking at this all surplus.com and it's like got a bunch of like auction stuff um and then this one says online auction seven xbox 360 games and then parentheses it says seized who did you see? Who did you see <laughs> this from? <laughs> what? You sons what? of yeah. bitches. <laughs> you just stole some drug dealer's kids' video games, dude. The auction I did was unclaimed property. Like really? stuff that they could have gotten back. Which, dude, it was like like gold coins and shit and like shit. diamond jewelry and shit. It was crazy. I need to look at I've been seeing posts about that like treasury website you can go to to see if you have any unclaimed money. 
Uh, Dude, that's you're not gonna. Have yeah, it. No, no, not, no, 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 absolutely yeah. not. But I've no, seen a bunch this, of people. Yeah. That's what it reminds me of. It's crazy. I'm like, what? I mean, I assume most unclaimed property stuff. Like, I bet gold coins is like dead people with no relatives. Yeah, like like they, left of an estate sale or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, um, you should probably get started. Yeah, I was about to say who's who's going first. Um, I I don't remember. It's my turn now. You went first last week. Did I? Yes. What did we cover no? last week? You covered the lady who fell from the airplane. Oh, Bessie Coleman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. No, did you? No, no. That was first week. You the other lady. Who oh fell yeah, Jelaine Kopke. That's right. That's right. I got. I, I, you better not have covered another lady who fell out of an airplane. I didn't week. cover a lady who fell out of an airplane, but I've covered another airplane, which was not intent. I think I put it in my notes where I was like, "This was not intentional," and I will not cover another airplane person. Airplane. Yeah, they're just so cool. Dude, there's an air oh, there is an air show coming up. They're gonna have the Blue Angels, dude. Oh, so hell stoked. yeah, dude. That'd be that's be it's gonna, dude, fucking bad. Blue ass. Angels are insane. Yeah, they dude. are fucking unreal. Unreal. If you guys haven't seen the air the fucking Blue Angels fly, you gotta do it. It's even if you don't like airplanes, that shit'll blow your mind. So uh but you, yeah, I think I think I go first. Hold on, let me look. Cause it was and then you covered whomst? Uh, I covered the Simoheha, the Finnish sniper. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I, I was the last. Yeah, yeah, one. no, you were the last story. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Um. Oh yeah. So when I was googling, like, just a generic attempt to get some fucking ideas of who I would want to cover. Uh, I was like, people who didn't give up. I don't know. Yeah, and I, I, got, I do like, not know what to Google. Dude, Dude, Bill Gates and like Richard Branson and Elon Musk. Fuck I was off. like, fuck, fuck off. Fuck off. Elon Musk didn't give up didn't even give after he was given hundreds of millions yeah, of say, dollars. Didn't give up fuck on his dream being financed by his dad. Uh, oh, did you see that thing about how he tweeted he was going to offer money to anyone who could prove that he was his from dad didn't oh, yeah, his, his dad didn't open yeah. mine. His dad was like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll, I was like, what? Yeah, yeah, we, we totally did. did. <laughs> you know I'm about big this. emeralds yeah. all the time." Um, so I was going. I remembered uh, someone else I had an idea for. And I'm going to cover the story of Jose Salvador Alvarenga. Um, a lot of good sources on this one. Uh, CNN, Slate, Telegraph, Guardian, BBC. You know, this is some legit shit. Uh, this, his backstory kind of doesn't really matter. And, but I always like to give just a little bit of context. But he was born in El Salvador in 1975. Child of a, a couple of flour mill and shop owners. He had a couple brothers. They went to live in the U.S. Well, he raised his daughter with the help of his parents in El Salvador. He had to leave El Salvador, however, for Mexico in the early 2000s to... Some people say he had to leave to make money for his family as a fisherman. But the story is basically uh, he got in like a fight and there was like a retribution possibility. So he fled basically yeah classic get into a fight and then fleeing retribution story that's what i mean i mean old timey you yeah, know it definitely has that timey. element um the so anyway he's he's a mexican fisherman that's you don't need who gives a fuck about his life uh oh. in november 2012 uh alvarenga leaves from 
wait, I didn't mean to imply that we don't care because he's a Mexican. <laughs> I was like, all right. I, I just, I, no, I just meant, I was like, the his backstory, backstory is not important. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. So I was yeah. like, we just need to know that he's a fisherman in yeah. this context. Yeah. I, I, I respect <laughs> all labor and Mexicans. Uh, so, uh, I was like hearing it in my head. I'm like, that didn't sound right. No. Um, so anyway, he is it's November, 2012. Alvarenga leaves from the fishing village of Costa Azul, which is off the coast of Chiapas in Mexico, if that means anything to anyone who listens to us. At this point, he'd been fishing for a long time, had a lot of experience, so his plan was to go deep-sea fishing for a standard 30-hour shift, which Mexican fishermen are built fucking different, different. bro. Different. He's like, yeah, I'll be back in like a day and a half. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Uh, he was planning to catch some marlins and some sailfish with his fishing buddy he had a regular fishing buddy they always went out with dude was a champ nice that dude couldn't make it he was sick so he snagged some fucking green thumb green horn green beard 23 year old named ezekiel uh cordoba to come with he's like well i gotta have someone steer yeah, the boat yeah. while i'm ki- kicking ass out here they didn't know each other at all before and he didn't even actually know his dude's last name damn yeah, he's just like yeah, he just it's drove ballsy, by. He's like, "Hey, man, move. you want you want to fish today?" And yeah, like, absolutely. What's up, dude? You want to fish today? Let's go. Get in the car. He's like, "I don't know what fishing yeah. is." Uh, so they set out in the morning. They had a fucking sick day of fishing. They they caught eighteen hundred pounds of fish on a fucking twenty three foot topless fiberglass boat with Damn. a single outboard motor and a little fridge. That's it. That's eighteen hundred pounds of Dude, fish, that's bro. That's a lot of fish, and also, Damn. like, man, fucking, really, like, like, this country was obviously built on the back of like immigrant laborers, but they were like, man, fucking, nobody works harder than they do. Eight, that's such an insane. Like, a, I can't that fathom guy is that by much. muscle lifting yeah. the fish out of the water. Every pound of fish is him putting it in the boat. And he had to get up early. He had to steer a boat in the ocean. He had to pack it all. You know, he's the salt in his eyes, staying in the sun all fucking day. Insane life. Built different. Uh, So they catch 1,800 pounds of fish on a 23-foot boat. Um, it's, uh, maybe it's my Western opulence, but maybe I, I thought you would need more to, to do all that. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I guess I'm not. like, you don't want like a cabin or nothing. Nah, you don't you'll want make like do. a tent. Um, so the, this guy's sitting in a topless boat under the burning sun for 30 fucking hours. God damn. Um, despite being laden with all of this advanced equipment, he was blown off of course by a storm that lasted fucking five days. Jesus uh, Christ, dude. And the course, the storm damaged the motor, most of the electronic equipment. I don't think they had a ton yeah, of electronic I can't imagine. equipment, judging from the pictures I saw of the boat. <laughs> um, and it was the 1970s. Um, so his two-way radio did still work, so he managed to get a call out to his boss uh, f- for some help. But his the radio dies right a- after, like a, like a movie, dude. Like that. That's how they would do it. He'd be like, please send help. You're like, can you hear me? And it wouldn't work anymore. <laughs> Just like that. Um, but, you know, his life is at stake, so it sucks. Yeah, um, not great. Now the boat is drifting out into the open sea after losing the rest of its electronics and much of their fishing equipment. Um, Also the, um, at like day four, the meat had started to go sour. So he threw it off of the boat. So now they don't have any food. Um, 
The boss does his due diligence, gets the word out, and start a massive fucking search party. The Mexican equivalent of the Coast Guard got involved, and they look for like two weeks before calling it off after finding no signs of anybody, and there was really poor weather conditions, so they're just like, fucking sucks. You, you just stop. Yeah. That's, that's got to be a hard part of the job, dude. Definitely. Man. Uh, so, Jose and Ezekiel are now stuck on the boat in the middle of the ocean. Nice. A uh, quick pause to recommend my favorite stories about getting stuck on a boat. Red Midnight, uh, Endurance, Shackleton's Incredible Voyage. That's about the expedition to go to Antarctica. Uh, it's amazing. That book is crazy. That dude's life. Um, life of Pi is actually a really good book. Uh, and the interesting narrative of the life of Olada Ekiano is the first um, propaganda slave narrative that was made about, and it has like a his life, and there's a bit a lot of like being on a boat. But he was a, he was free in that book. He's not a, like a slave at that point. Um, but uh, the, those are crazy books. I, I and I also as a kid just I always loved survival stories, especially being on a boat, being out in the middle of nowhere. I think of all of them, being on a boat's the worst. Yeah, like, no, for sure. I'm cool. That's, I'm fine. What a nightmare, yeah, you know? Uh, like, that freaks me out. Like, yeah, I like survival stories, but, like, being stuck in the ocean, dude, like, the ocean truly, I, like, in the middle of nowhere where you can't see anything on either side of you, that is truly, like, another world. That is completely yeah. another realm that you are I in. know. And, dude, so, the ones that really make me sweat are when they're in, like, a, like a, a raft. A fucking you know? dinghy? Like, yeah, dude. Fuck, yeah. dude. Like, if they're on a boat, I'm like, that sucks, but maybe we can do At least something. you got a boat, they, yeah. Yeah, but, dude, when they're just fucking grossing on a f- little inflate, And then when it's inflatable, I'm so anxious yeah. during the whole story. Ugh. So um, they were able to snag random pieces of plastic the, out of the ocean, nice. it, obviously. Microplastics, baby. <laughs> well, they, they, you know, they just, they're like, oh, cool, Eat plastic em. bottle. Yeah. And they use it to capture rainwater, which is a big help. Yeah. Um, Alvarenga reported catching turtles and eventually learning to, to stay still enough to just catch seabirds and fish with his bare fucking hands Jesus. and he just drink their blood Build to stay hydrated. <laughs> that's what you gotta do, man. I, that's fucking motherfucker different. <laughs> uh, he, uh, yeah, he did rely heavily on the blood of the animals to relinquish his thirst. That's like, great. That was, they weren't getting, it wasn't raining all the time, so that was primarily their, that's their income. fucking bonkers. He said he always started eating turtles at the eyes because it has the most fluid, which is uh, a fact I will regrettably remember uh, the rest of my entire life. Now, all of you will. Yeah. You're welcome. In, uh, Start with the eyes if you're very thirsty. In in the in the game The Forest, you can kill turtles and take their meat. Um, and I am, like, fully, fully traumatized by that and just because because like i'm like killing turtles because my fucking grandpa had a lake growing up and like a little pond sorry not a lake but like a pond and he had yeah no not not a whole lake (laughs) yeah no and he had a turtle trap and because they would like kill i guess the fish or whatever he would catch turtles and then he would make us go out there with axes and kill them and uh it was quite fucking traumatic why though? Why is he doing? What's I don't his know. That's yeah, I, it, apparently they were uh, they were a problem with the wild the ecosystem of the pond. So yeah, okay. 
Uh, so, but yeah, so Star Wars guys, when they couldn't snag any hot, delicious bird blood or turtle eyeballs, they relied on an ancient and old survival classic. Drinking your own piss. Fuck yeah, dude. It's sterile. Never fail. Let's go. And I like the taste. And I like the taste. <laughs> Drink your piss. Alvarenka reported uh, dreaming often of his parents and also his favorite food. Sure. Yeah. That sounds about right. I, I would mean, too. And probably, drinking, and probably drinking water from a cup. I bet that would be awesome. I yeah. would be dreaming about that all the time. <laughs> all the time. Uh, unfortunately, after about four months of being stuck at sea, Ezekiel starts to get a bit of rumblies in his tumblies, uh, presumably from all of the turtle blood and raw fish <laughs> uh, and seabird meat. Um, and he's kind of sick of eating that shit, so he decides to stop eating altogether nice. and just dies of starvation. The, um, the, the, but not before he makes Alvarenga promise that he will not eat his body. Uh, after he dies. I don't know. What, what, what the fuck is that? What do you mean, dog? I, I know. I'm like, come on, bro. If you're going to just give up, yeah, let me I would eat say your you willfully give up and are just like, I'm. I'm not gonna. Uh, don't waste. It. I'm gonna. I'm gonna no, waste really? away no, like, and die. It. Yeah, waste yeah. Me. But yeah. don't no, eat me. I want Don't eat me. Um. So, uh, but you said that I would eat Amazon bugs to survive. No way. This guy did what I would do. Choose to die. It's fucking no. 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 I don't want it. I'm sorry. Uh, I get it. Jose says that. Um, Ezekiel just couldn't keep the food down and just kept throwing up. And uh, he had, he himself had tried to hold Ezekiel's nose closed and like get him to swallow, but he just kept throwing it up. Damn. And um, Alvarengo was fucking really upset as he is now completely alone. Yeah. And um, you know, get rid of the body. That sucks, right? dude. Yeah, waking up and just what he did being dead. For four days after Ezekiel's death, Jose grappled with the thoughts of suicide, but his Christian faith prevented him from taking his own life. Cool. Thanks, God. Yeah, uh, appreciate you know, it. I, I would. I, that's crazy you'd say that when God put you on that boat. Yeah, I was going to say, God's you know, getting in the way again. You're strong. Uh, <laughs> clearly, I was like, he needed to thank the Lord for testing his faith <laughs> so thoroughly. Uh, at first, unsure what to do, he kept the corpse on the boat. Until he started speaking to it, and after six Ooh. days, he tossed it over the side. Yeah. Um, yeah. After he got the best fillets out of the thighs, there you go. there's no, there's no way he didn't dude, eat it. Yeah, dude, you had to, you I, had to. I don't blame him at all. Absolutely, <laughs> don't waste it. Yeah. It'd be stupid to not eat it. It's like also you can't really like start a fire on your little boat either, so that kind of sucks too. So you got to eat raw, yeah, fucking raw flesh. God damn, all the time. But at least it'd be something different. It wouldn't true. be salty ocean beat meat. Very you know? true. Um, so, you know, he said that he didn't eat him. Uh, you know, maybe he didn't, maybe he didn't. He can't prove it. He can't prove that he did. Also, like, I, I would don't know, man. Cause like him being like, oh, you know, maybe they, they want, they want this body. They obviously, if we get found, they're going to want to bury this dude. His family's going to want to bury him. Oh, you can't keep it. Yeah. But I'm also like, it's also like, I can't have this rotting corpse that's going to get bloated from the sun. At most, if you had rope, I would like dangle it off the back of the boat and like and just get eaten. By yeah, but still, I could be like, I tried. I didn't just throw him over. <laughs> the, the rope's just tied to a skull. Yeah. That's all that's left. <laughs> like, like a spinal cord. Yeah, yeah. Picked a fucking yeah. perfectly. Yeah. Clean. <laughs> 
Uh, so to, to me, the worst part of this story is uh, how many times that he saw container ships float past him. Fuck, get their dude. Attention, Fuck. Dude. That is always the hardest part of the survival movies for me is when like that opportunity comes up and they miss it like that. That would break killer. my spirits. That would break yes. my spirits down. Uh, he stated that there was one period where it didn't rain for three months. Um, I mean, and he's drinking a lot of blood. Like he's doing, he's catching a lot of animals where on the route that he's on. So you know, I like. It's not insane that it didn't rain for three months and he survived. Um, still, I mean, drinking when, a lot of blood like that can't be good for you. Uh, no way. Yeah. No way. Uh, when it, it then it did rain and he just like let the boat kind of fill up with water and he's like, he just drank out of that for like days, which yeah. <laughs> gross, but you gotta get do what it. You gotta do. Yeah. But ugh, I don't know. Um, he tracked time by using the phases of the moon and he's just counting how many times the moon changed. Uh, after counting his 15th lunar cycle, he spotted land, a, a tiny islet of the Marshall islands deep in the Pacific. Well past Hawaii, like almost twice as far as it is to Hawaii. On January 30th of 2014, he left his boat and swam to shore and stumbled half naked on the beach in front of a local couple's home on the Ebon Atoll. Nice. The way the telegraph tells it is so funny. It's a couple of coconut farmers on this tiny islet that has one phone on it, <laughs> no internet. In 2014, dude, I was like, Jesus. Uh, uh, I don't know. I could kind of see no internet, but one phone and stuff. That's kind of one crazy. phone. Uh, I mean, you know, it's a tiny little island. You could probably just yell for whoever. Yeah, that's need. also true. Uh, they hear shouts of a foreign language on the beach, so they go and check it out, and they find a sun bleached man in his underwear, fucking shouting in a foreign language and holding a knife. Oh. Like, oh. they're like, "Holy oh, shit! Fuck. People don't come here, sir. Yeah, where, are you where, from? where where did you come from?" Um, I thought it was insane that he like drifted across the whole Pacific and runs into like one of the most remote, remote spots of uh-huh. humanity. Like, holy shit. Yeah, that's great. Uh, and thus, uh, Jose Salvador Alvarenga completed his 438 day, uh, 6,000 mile journey. Damn, man. 6,000 um, miles. Holy 6, fuck. 6,000 miles. And after 13 fucking months of inhuman torture, what is the global response Fucking doubt, incredulity, of course, mistrust, of course, dude. Every fucking interview, even the doctors were like, "Nah, nah, I don't, no way." What mixed up. you think? I just fucking hung out in the ocean for fun. I'm like, he's so far away. From yeah, from his home. Mexico. What do you mean, from Mexico? Uh, part of it was because he actually didn't look too horrible. He wasn't too emaciated. He didn't have blistered skin. Uh, he didn't have serious exposure injuries. He had joint pain, uh, bad swelling. He had a limp, uh, but he wasn't like fried. I uh, mean, you're looking at somebody who lives as a fisherman in their everyday job yeah, and spends I'm all sure their life was, out on the sea. Like, he, and I was like, you know, even if he was, you know, what his body being used to it, like he's probably not going to just sit in the sun. Yeah, like he could yeah. probably try to do something to cover it yeah, up. Use and, his clothes and, like, or whatever. You know, what else does he have to do but not get sunburned? Yeah. You know, yeah. like Jesus. 
the reporting on the incident at the time was actually very shoddy. Uh, a lot of dumb, dumb news corpos reported it as 16 months because he counted 15 lunar cycles, but that's 13 months because oh, okay. a lunar cycle isn't exactly a month. Um, another problem was that he had used nicknames because he was fleeing and uh, or outright different names in his work and his life. So his true name that he had reported didn't line up with anybody missing. Oh, okay. Although someone who had been uh, reported missing about a year ago, we went by his nickname. So this guy isn't 100% correct about a date after fucking frying isolation for like a year. Give him a fucking break. For real. Uh, Where the fuck do you think he came from, motherfucker? What are you talking about? That's Uh, baffling. One one of the Coast Guard interviews were like, he did this on purpose. Like what? The, the the trip was on purpose, and it just went bad. I'm like, why? <laughs> what do you fucking? And, <sighs> the trip was on purpose, boat? and it went bad. Like, and he was actually one of three boats that went missing from that storm, uh, like off of the coast of Mexico. Holy shit! Uh, another part of confusion was that his family actually hadn't heard from him in like eight fucking years. Uh, his own daughter actually didn't have any memories of her father because he had left El Salvador when she was only a year old. Oh, damn. Eventually, a research team in the U.S. proved that his path was very possible, which I didn't understand it was necessary because this isn't even the first time that people from Mexico have washed up on the Marshall Islands. This is this is the second time that's happened. <laughs> What the fuck, guys? The the other ones, I think, were the ones that set the record for not, they before. It was nine months, and it was three dudes. They all survived, but they had a boat. They had a, a like oh, a like an actual boat. And they, yeah, and they survived by reading the Bible, is what they said. And I'm like, you, what is you guys? Are yeah, not the fucking nuts. food that you had to catch or anything like that. You survived by just reading the Bible. Fuck out. He met up with a writer who published a story. It's called 438 Days, an Extraordinary True Story of Survival at Sea. And then he was immediately sued by the family of Ezekiel for a million dollars for eating his body. Um, As far as I could tell, the case was dismissed, literally unprovable. Yeah. They did it as soon as the book came out. Of course. I mean... You know, when that trying to money. snack cash. Yeah. 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 But I mean, you know, their kid died. That's sad. I get it. Uh, I get it. But also, I don't like, think you need to blame the guy. Real, and also, yeah. So, what if he did eat him? Fuck you. You yeah. should. He should eat you him. You get stranded out in the fucking sea for, you know, 13 months or whatever and try not to eat the person who just died next to you. I've been drinking yeah. pigeon or seagull blood for the past fucking six months, bitch. I need something else. God damn. Dude, I, uh, he, Said his favorite food was tortilla, and so he went home and he ate tortillas incessantly. Like nice. that's true. That was in the story. I was like, I I don't know. I think people who go through something like that should be given like a state card yeah. that just says, just give this man whatever he wants. He is like yeah. he is deserve. He always, he has just suffered Enough. for no reason. Enough. It's not his. Yeah, it's horrid. <laughs> if he's hungry, give him some need right now. Do it. We'll pay it. Give him an account. Whatever. Hard agree. But uh, yeah, that's the story of uh, Jose Alvarenga. Uh, relentless. The dude didn't give up. Yeah. I would have killed myself a hundred times yeah, over immediately. Wouldn't have been nearly as good at catching things to eat. 
Um, don't think I could bring myself to eat eyeballs. No, I would have eaten. Uh, I would have killed Ezekiel and eaten them. Yeah, way <laughs> immediately. <laughs> I'm talking about day three. Like you're not. <laughs> I got the knife, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> I watched the platform. I, I'm cutting pieces yeah. of you off for weeks, dude. How some people fucking like just survive stuff like that is baffling to me. Baffling to me. Oh, horrible. I mean, the like the rainforest. To me, is I would, which one would you do? Rainforest, rainforest, or the rainforest. Wow, obviously, yeah. No, the rainforest would be more survival for survivable than being okay. Rainforest, same injuries. You got the broken collarbone and the leg, right? And uh, a mega concussion versus you just still being stranded at being sea. A, a healthy guy on a boat, or being not. Not a year body, so I don't yeah. know, healthy. <laughs> um, was it, is it like the boat that he had, like the little raft? I mean, no, he didn't have a raft. He had a twenty three foot fiberglass boat. Oh yeah, but but but, but you get what I'm saying. Um, I don't know. I'd probably still choose the rainforest. Same. I mean, like yeah. one bad Same. storm, one bad fucking like huge storm in the ocean. You're done. I mean, the thing is, I don't know actually. <sighs> If I had something rely like a solar still on yeah. the boat, I'd probably take the boat. Yeah, because it, to me, if I'm on a a, a twenty three foot boat like that, like you're not going to be wet all the time. Yeah, like you can you can stay out of the water. You you'll be okay. Uh, most animals aren't going to hurt you. Like nothing's going to really fuck with you. The Amazon dude. I don't, I don't, everything could kill you. Everything. Plants, yeah. mold. Yeah, that's true. Bugs. Infections. Uh, like, like that. tiny fog. Yeah, tiny frogs. Fucking snakes. Fucking skunks, bro. But, yeah, fuck Hell yeah. no. I don't, dude, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like, uh, I feel like the only reason I pick the Amazon is just because my fear of the ocean. Uh, she being an un, a, a cruel mistress. It's, it's hard. It I is hard. It I, is that hard. is a hard choice. Let us know what you would choose. Rather be yeah, stuck yeah, in the absolutely. Amazon with some injuries that we like the ones in our last episode, or being stuck at sea. Um, uh, so, what do you got this week? Mine is not really. I mean, I guess that you can consider it a survival story. Um, but we did say that this season was probably going to have a lot of war stories and pilots. And, uh, and airplanes, uh, yeah. and boats. This yeah. secretly, this whole season <laughs> yeah. was my idea. <laughs> um, and mine is another pilot, so I'm gonna try not to cover a pilot next or pilots pl- plural. It's not intentional because I've covered airplanes the past two episodes. I'm gonna try to not do I that love the next it. one. It's great. I I don't mind it at all. So airplanes um, are the sickest. I'll just yeah, try just to. Wish I'll, everybody had the appreciation that I did. I'll try to parcel out the airplane content. I was just thinking today about Tom Cruise flying around in his P fifty one. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Way to do it. Living life. Um. So, uh, I really like this is a story I've known for a hot minute, but it's one of my favorite stories to to info dump on people. Um. So I thought, what better place to do it than here? Uh. So in good old WW two. There was a group of pilots that easily were the yeah, of the easily the coolest, easily the coolest of the world wars. Absolutely, um, there were a group of pilots that were so feared by the Axis powers that any German airman that shot one down was automatically awarded the prestigious Iron Cross. Uh, these pilots were so fucking good at their jobs, the Germans thought they were up against some kind of like supernatural force. Uh, the only two conclusions 
as to why this regiment of pilots was so devastating on their runs uh, that the Germans could kind of come up with was that one, they were all professional criminals who were masters at the art of stealing and had been conscripted into joining the war efforts as a punishment. And the other re- the conclusion they came up with is that they were part of a secret government program where they were given injections that gave them supernatural abilities like being able to see at night. Um, they were, that's like, that is the only two things the, they could think Germans of. could not figure out seeing at night. Yeah, They're like, dude, I don't know, the how? Brits were eating carrots, yeah. the Finns were taking injections. I can't keep up with these motherfuckers. Yeah. It was so radar. They were, yeah, it was radar. <laughs> but these pilots didn't have radar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so... Uh, that was the only thing they could think of as to why these individuals were so good at their bombing runs. Um, these pilots only struck under the cover of night, prompting the Germans to give them the nickname the Night Witches. Obviously, uh, none of those theories are true. Um, the fact of the matter was that... that the, man, I have to clear my throat. Hold on. Um, none of the theories were true. The fact of the matter was that the Soviets' 588th Night Bomber Regiment's job was to slaughter Nazis, and boy fucking howdy, were they good at their job. There was a plethora of things that made the 588th an incredibly impressive regiment, one of them being that they were made up entirely of women, crew, and pilots. Um, Now, this was also World War II, where women were barred from combat roles. Um, I think even in the U.S., women... did you cover ladies all three times? I did, yeah. I didn't even think about that, too. Yeah, all three times? Um, I'm ashamed. (laughs) I'll try to find some cool... No, I covered Julia Hill. Yeah, you you did, you did. That's right. The story I'm thinking of for my next... uh, The next episode is Another Lady, so... Um, But, uh, so... This was World War II. Women were not allowed in combat roles. I think even in the U.S., what year? What it was like 2013 is when women were finally allowed to join combat MOSs. When, oh, um, you mean when our army went woke? Yeah, went woke, brother. Yeah. Um, so uh, the Soviets had no interest in allowing women into these roles. That is until Hitler launched uh, Operation Barbarossa. Um, so this operation was Hitler's invasion into the Soviet Union. Uh, in 1939, the two had, so the Soviet Union and uh, Germany in 1939 had signed a mutual non-aggression pact, which basically stated the two would not take military action against each other for 10 years. Obviously, Hitler and the Nazis are a little backstabbing. That's always worked. Yeah, Every always, time we dude. agree to those. Yeah. <laughs> Every um, time. So, obviously, the Nazis and Hitler were backstabbing fucking rats. Spending a time is hilarious. Dude, yeah. Dude. yeah. Not like Ten forever, bro. Like, you want to give it a truce? Yeah. A little trucey truce while we build some cool stuff for this thing? A little taste of uh, peace, and then we can go back to killing each other. Um, so obviously they're fucking rats. They had no intention of holding <laughs> this a in. Little, you guys a, can have some peace as a treat. Yeah, as a treat. <laughs> a taste of peace. Um, so in September of 1939, the Nazis invade Poland, and eight months in, after their initial invasion, they launched their blitzkrieg through the Western Europe, through Western Europe, conquering Belgium, the Netherlands, Luxembourg, and France. And in, uh, and um, sorry, what? Through the Western uh, Europe, conquering. So they conquered Belgium, the Netherlands, Luxembourg, and in France in May of 1940. So, bitch ass Hitler was like, "Well, we beat France, which fucking big fucking whoop, my guy. Oh my god, you beat France. Good for you, I guess." Um, and um, so he's like, "The only thing standing against us around here is Britain. So let's start. 
taking a gander at what they got over there on the Eastern Front. So Hitler looks at the Soviet Union with his beady little fucking gazers, and he's like, mighty fine resources got over there. It'd be a shame if I tried to take them all. And at, by the end of 1940, Hitler issues, issues Führer, whatever, Directive 21, an order for Germany's planned invasion of the Soviet Union. So fucking... Brilliant move. Yeah, good The one. old double my yeah. war trick. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that no one was going to give you. the voice. That, yeah. <laughs> it's like... Spread them thin. That's one of the most baffling decisions in all of history, basically. So, it's like, oh shit, okay. So, fucking Rat King Supreme hoped that since the Blitzkrieg on the Western on Western Europe was so successful, he could just do it again and get himself an easy dub on the Eastern Front. So, on June of 1941, more than three million German and Axis troops invaded the Soviet Union along with uh, along a 1,800 mile long front. It was Germany's largest invasion uh, invasion force, and they it was one of the most powerful invasion forces in history. Something like eighty yeah. percent of the German armed forces took part in this invasion, which is a lot of fucking people. So um, Stalin was given repeated warnings that Hitler was planning this invasion. Everybody was like, "Dude, listen, they are for sure going to invade us. Like this is this is actively <laughs> in planning right now as we speak." And Stalin's like, "Listen." He's like, dude, we signed yeah. a thing. Yeah, he's like, no, he wouldn't do that. You remember? Yeah, he's like, he wouldn't do that. We signed a pact, all right? He was like, he pinky promised he wouldn't launch an invasion on us and call me old-fashioned. You can't just but sign a pact and then yeah. sign it. Call me old-fashioned fucking pinky promises mean something to me. So, obviously, he was fucking wrong, and the Red Army was caught with their fucking pants down. So, German pants... They t- never had their pants right, Yeah, up. not up they to begin never with. never been up. <laughs> Perpetually around the ankles. So, um, German panzer tank divisions and Luftwaffe air bombardments helped Germany gain a very early advantage. The first day of the attack alone, the Luftwaffe managed to shoot down more than a thousand Soviet aircrafts, uh, which was fucking devastating. So, it didn't even notice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, send more. Yeah, what's happening? <laughs> throwing them at them. So, uh, with the Red Army being completely off guard by this invasion, the Red Brass began to become open-minded to unconventional means of fighting so the 588th was the brainchild of uh, marina raskova known as the quote soviet amelia Earhart. she was a beloved soviet pilot she was famous for her um she was famous for not what the fuck did i say here for i mean for, oh she was famous for not just being the first female navigator in the air force but for also setting a plethora of long distance flight records so during the war, she had been receiving letters from women all across the Soviet Union, basically explaining their in, uh, expressing their interest in uh, joining the war efforts to defend the motherland. Again, at this time, you know, women weren't allowed in combat roles. They were only allowed in supporting roles such as medics and communication personnel, which was fun. But there were many uh, women who had lost brothers, husbands, boyfriends, and who wanted to take up arms and fight for their country. So, seeing this as an opportunity, Marina petitions Joseph Stalin to let her form an all-female fighting squadron, and thus the 588th is born. So, on... Soviets actually had tons of women fighting, like, all over their their army. I'm sure. They, were, they had whole sniper units, they, and, I mean, they were critical. And mostly because... 
Stalin was ready for absolutely everyone to die. Yeah, that's he, true. he was like, he was uh, like, I don't care for how to men send women. According then, to history dot com this for was, flying yeah. it's for, much for more fly. well it's yeah i mean i think rare. that's more so what they were implying that in the aviation yeah. sector women aren't flying and but that's shooting. that is the one of the very 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 few things you can give uh the, the soviet union was they were much closer to male female equality than the u.s yeah. for a really long time honestly yeah but, they didn't, yeah they they didn't really specify this, that it was just i read this book uh, but it was all about. It was called uh, "The Unwomanly Face of War" by Svetlana Alexievich, and it was all about uh, women in the Soviet Union Army in World War II. It was all like their stories directly, and nice. but it wasn't just frontline soldiers too. It was like every part of the military that they were in. Hell yeah! Like, from cooking, laundry whatever like down to being an actual fucking sniper that's and, and bad soviet women snipers were really good yeah too. i uh, i have i i mean like i said i didn't really specify that it was just aviation but i have also yeah, read fucking aviation definitely. some bitchin stories about soviet snipers i was almost thinking about covering uh a woman sniper who i think was a soviet soldier and had like 300 kills yeah. yeah yeah um so on october 2nd or I put October 2th. I think that meant to put October 12th. Uh, <laughs> October 2th. Uh, or 19- Yeah, <laughs> Either or. Take your pick. They're close enough. Who cares? In 1944, Joseph Stalin gives orders to deploy three all-female Air Force units. So... These women would not only fly missions and drop bombs, they would, they would return fire, making the Soviet Union the first nation to officially allow women to engage in aviation combat. Hell yeah, baby. We love to see it. Upon being greenlit, Raskova quickly started filling out her teams. More than 2,000 women applied to be a part of these fighting squadrons. And out of, the, of those women, Raskova selected around 400 women to fill all the three units. These women came across from all different backgrounds, but were mostly students ranging from 17 years old to 26. So, right from the jump, these women had a pretty fucking rough. Uh, The women selected moved to a small town north in Stalingrad and began their training at the Ingalls School of Aviation. They had to learn in a few months what most aviation pilots had years to train for each recruit had to uh train to perform as pilots navigators maintenance and ground crew they obviously faced a shitload of skepticism from male military personnel who believed women added no value to the combat effort so um Raskova did her best to prepare these women for dealing with misogynistic shit heels, but uh, they, you know, they still face sexual harassment on top of their long nights and grueling conditions. There's actually, they wrote about, uh, there were 12, um, 12, what were they? 12 commandments, basically, of being a night witch, and I've uh-huh. only ever found the first one. Which was it, which was basically stated: embrace your womanhood, embrace being a woman. Um, but as far as I researched, I couldn't find the other ones. Um, maybe I maybe I didn't look that hard. Twelve, come in. possible. <laughs> yeah, it is possible. Night witch. You're like, you know what? That's on brand. Yeah, that that is very on brand. Uh, be, be proud, you are a woman, and yeah, the twelve commandments, and it's all about the first one. Um. So I don't know. I wonder. I wonder why the other ones 
maybe they just got lost in time. I don't know, but so uh, or maybe just twelve sounds cool. Yeah, twelve is a, they is a better number. Many, yeah, you know? yeah. So uh, let's see. Uh, sexual harassment on top of the long nights and grueling conditions. So not only were they being put through the ringer during training and facing sexual harassment and misogyny, the military was not also prepared for women pilots, and they offered them very little resources. They received hand-me-down uniforms for male soldiers that hardly ever fit. They were wearing oversized boots, uh, so big they had to tear up their bedding and stuff it into their boots so they would fit. Yeah, that was all, yeah. I mean, the whole woman experience in Soviet Union. They basically, they sent all of these women into the war and did absolutely nothing to prepare for any of yeah, that. Like, super ah, shit. Whatever. Um, so the equipment they got wasn't much better. They were provided with outdated uh Polikarpov. Is that a, is that what it is? I don't po- know. P o l i k r p o v Polikarpov. I feel like that's right. I don't know. They were Polikarpov P o two biplanes. They were uh a nineteen. 19- oh. Oh, I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, we could maybe... I'll figure it out. I'll Fuck it. Out. I mean, it, you, you get the idea. It's a plane. Yeah, the little, uh, those dusty old bombs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, Not going to line Soviet. In their yeah, right? <laughs> uh, so these planes were a 1920s crop duster that had been used as training vehicles. They were, in, they were incredibly light. They were two-seaters, open cockpit, uh, and were 100% never meant for combat. Being described as a coffin, yeah, perfect. That's the one they need. Um, Being described as a coffin with wings, these planes were made out of fucking plywood with canvas pulled over it. They offered virtually no protection from incoming enemy fire, as well as the elements. So, pilots flying at night, which well was the night witch's bread and butter, endured freezing temps, wind, and frostbite. Uh, In the brutal Soviet winters, the planes could would become so cold that touching one could like rip your fucking skin off. Because yeah, yeah, oh, tough, hella tough horrible so uh yeah i mean most planes are most planes especially in world war ii weren't designed yeah. to actually do anything uh if like they're not going to protect you from getting yeah, yeah yeah but most planes in world war ii did have like cockpits something, so you could, yeah something you weren't just in the wind facing you know? the wind directly That's, dude yeah yeah um, how, but they did see the largest German battleship in World War II got sunk by crazy. biplanes. Yeah, how, biplanes. Look how look up how fast the Perikopov goes. It's probably like a hundred miles. I want to see the kidding. speed. Yeah, that these women were were going up uh, against the wind speed. Uh, top speed ninety four miles an Jeez. hour. <laughs> <laughs> speed is 68 so. outrun this plane by a toyota corolla dude <laughs> yes um so literally yeah that's honestly a big reason that those planes are so hard to shoot down really that's why they used them that's why they used them to hit the german battleship the bismarck yeah because the planes were so motherfucking slow the gears that they had put on the the ship turrets. I mean, and this thing was covered in them. Yeah, you know? it, yeah. They were designed for tracking uh, something going two, three hundred miles an hour. That's fair. So this thing, they like touch the pedal, and they're fucking gonna miss it completely. They couldn't hit them <laughs> with shit. This would be the same thing. Your airplane, like most of the airplanes they'd be fighting, will probably stall out at yeah. fucking 180, That's and they're fair. going fucking Jesus, 70 miles 70 an hour. 70 miles an hour. 
<laughs> so also due to the plane's very limited weight capacity and the Soviet Union's limited funds, the women weren't given the luxuries of other pilots like other pilots had. They didn't have radar. They weren't given guns. They didn't no. have radios. Uh, they weren't even fucking allowed to carry parachutes on their flights because they were too heavy. Um, so they were forced to use basic tools such as, you know, rulers, stopwatches, flashlights, pencils, maps, compasses, all that fucking shit, which is crazy. Absolutely bonkers. Nevertheless, um, though, just so you know, this is also the, I was like, I thought it was this plane. I wanted to confirm. Uh, this is the only plane that has ever confirmed a uh, biplane with a confirmed jet kill with a confirmed jet kill in the Korean war. Wait, the airplane that we're talking Cor- about? Yes. No shit, really. In the Korean War, a plane, a jet, tried to get in a dogfight with this plane, <laughs> and it slowed down so much, it stalled out and crashed. Oh, that's and so they gave, tight. They, they credited it with the kill. My fucking, my, I would be rock hard if I was that pilot. I would be like, <laughs> I would, it's so good. I would be stuck in my old ways forever. You can't tell me shit about this new technology. I fucking yeah, took down a jet, yeah. yeah, dude, with a crop duster. <laughs> You're like. The Tom Cruise and then in the second Top Gun, but yeah. still in your crop yeah. <laughs> I never give up on this son of a bitch. My my lit cigarette flies out of my mouth and catches the canvas and plywood on fire, and that's how I died. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, nevertheless, though these women persevere and then fucking then some. Uh, the Night Witch's first mission was June 28th, 1942, and they took aim at the headquarters of the invading Nazi forces, and it was an overwhelming success. If the lack of equipment wasn't impressive enough, each plane could only carry two bombs at a time, one under each wing, so in order to make meaningful cracks... Hey, hey at least they were under the plane. They didn't have to carry it out. They were at, they were between your legs. You had to, like, pick them up and drop them out of the side <laughs> yeah, of the plane. I mean, that's fancy. Right, yeah, that is true. You know, you're right about that. I wonder how they dropped them. Were they, like, they have, like, a, t- a tether that they pulled? Oh, and no, it, it's a thing that you, like... That's what I... Uh, yeah, that's what I... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, they only carry two bombs at a time, one under, e- one under each wing, so in order to make meaningful cracks in the German front lines, the 588th would send out up to 42-person crews and each would execute between 8 to 18 missions a night. They would drop the bombs, fly back and rearm, and then set out once more. They were forced to operate at night because the weight of their bombs forced their plane to fly planes to fly at low altitudes, which made them very easy <laughs> targets. <laughs> They're like, hey, um, um, Army, do you guys have smaller bombs? They're like, no, no. <laughs> no. Go ahead and just yeah, fly just slower. drop these. Yeah, just be slower and fly lower. Um, so a standard night witch routine bombing went something like this. It, so the first couple planes, they'd be flying in formation. The first couple planes would go in as bait. They would attract German machine gun fire as well as spotlights, which again, risky business seeing as they had no fucking guns or anything to defend themselves. And their planes were made of fucking plywood. These bait planes would also drop flares to help illuminate their target. After the target was acquired, the bombing plane who was trailing further behind would go into quote stealth mode, which just meant they cut installed their engines and they would glide. Switching the stealth yeah, mode. Yeah, yeah. Going blanky <laughs> mode and they would just turn <laughs> yeah, their plane off. <laughs> um, Why do you always call it that? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so they would um, they would cut their engines and they would glide through the darkness at a low altitude and release their bombs on the target it was 
actually this stealth mode that caused the Germans to give them the nickname Night Witches uh, because the gliding of the plane over the target made it uh, made them made it, they basically described it as the sound the whooshing sound of a witch's broom. Um, yeah, and that's how the they got their name. Rings in the wings, yeah, yeah, yeah. vibrating. I, yeah. Uh, I mean, that'd be that would be kind of fucking eerie. It'd be eerie knowing they're above be, you, yeah, but being you a German soldier and anything. being like, "What is yeah. that sound?" And then all of a sudden, a fucking bomb gets dropped in front of you. Um, so the five eighty eighth night witches dropped more than twenty three thousand tons of bombs on Nazi targets and became uh, a crucial Soviet asset in winning World War Two and thwarting Hitler's Operation Barbarossa. Uh, so the Night Witches... i is, see how big the bombs were. I can't, dude, I can't imagine they were huge, because, like, that thing's got to get up in the air. You can't have a bucket. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, let's... Where was I? Uh, 110 pounds. Okay, so, I mean... Uh, damn! I mean, so they're... It, 220? I, wow. Holy shit. Yeah, so they would have to do five runs to drop a thousand pounds they were ten to do ten to do one single ton Uh uh-huh oh my god they were getting it done yeah that like i said they were doing between between eight to the minimum of eight missions a night going as far as like 18 to 20 and and that's like one crew it's like a thousand yeah it'd be like a thousand missions Uh uh-huh so um i actually have the mission total here hold on so the 580th Night Witches oh. dropped more than 23,000 tons of bombs. They were crucial, uh, a crucial Soviet asset in winning World War II and thwarting Hitler's Operation Barbarossa. The Night Witches' last flight took place May 4th, 1945, and then three days later, German, Germany officially surrenders. Altogether, these heroes flew more than 30,000 missions in total, or about 800 per pilot and navigator. Um... Uh, so throughout their campaign, they had only lost a total of thirty pilots, and uh, not thirty bad. pilots. That's not bad at all, dude. They'd lose more than that just in one bombing uh-huh. run in the U.S. Oh, like that. Yeah, if, I, if I could shoot them down, a hundred more. Yes. Yeah. So uh, they lost only a total of thirty pilots, and twenty-four of the flyers were awarded the title uh, "Hero of the Soviet Union." Raskova, the supreme of the Night Witches, unfortunately passed away before the end of World War II. Uh, She had been sent to the front lines on January 4th, 1943, and her plane never arrived. Uh, She was given the very first state funeral of World War II, and her ashes were buried in the Kremlin. Um, Damn. Even though... That's weird. Yeah, fucking sick, right? Even though they were these highly... they They were the most highly decorated unit in the Soviet Air Force... And they were crucial in winning the war and and stopping Hitler's expansion into the Soviet Union. Um, The Night Witches were disbanded six months after the war ended. And when it came to the big Victory Day parade in Moscow, it was decided they would not be included because their planes were too slow. Fucking bastards. They're like, it just isn't cool. Yeah, it's not cool. Yeah, we got to wait for you guys. Like, we can't do that. Maybe it's get cool. faster planes. I don't fucking know. Yeah, <laughs> we're, like, nah, <laughs> nah, we're not going to do that. We can't have a woman let's sitting in drop, a fucking you know what? jet. Let's just drop the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, you know, let's just disband <laughs> it immediately. 
Um, but yeah, that was the that is the 588th Night Witches. That's pretty good. That's a bomb, good one. Bomb, bomb, bomb yeah, I, see, I like baby. airplane stuff. I love I airplane stuff, dude. Airplane I do stuff. not get tired of airplane stuff at all. Flying around in a fucking kite, dropping dude, bombs on people, dropping Hilarious. bombs on people. I can't imagine getting into a dogfight in World War One where you're like. You're like going past shooting somebody. Yeah, I would say you gotta like let go of the controls and pull out your gun and to like start shooting people. Like, shooting nah, you the just do one or the you just yeah. do one and the other. One handed driving it. and then fucking. I just shooting. couldn't imagine like your plane doing stuff require is like dependent on your strength. Yeah, you know, Dude, like no, I gotta yeah. turn the flaps. You know, that's like, horrible. Yeah, like having no fucking power steering in a car. You're just like, you know what? If I don't make it out of this, it is what it is. I had a good run. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Be, what the life expectancy of a pilot in World War One was like seventeen days or something like that, or yeah, like it, wasn't it was long. super low, which is fucking terrifying. I wouldn't, I would not, I would not be stoked. Eleven about that. days, eleven days. Damn, even less. Jesus. Okay. Christ, I, if someone's like, you're gonna be a pilot, I'm like, no, 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 no. Nah. I, I don't think so. That's like uh, being on the front lines, yeah. dude. Like. I'm like, can you just give me a fucking shotgun? Yeah, I'll go I would, down I, dude, the trenches. I would say, like, I'll go I, clear I, I, trenches no. all day before I get in one of those fucking things. <laughs> Fuck Absolutely that. fucking not, dude. Um, but yeah, you that guys, is... Uh, let us have parachutes yet? Yeah, for, <laughs> no, no, too yeah, much weight. They don't fit. They don't fit in there, yeah. And it doesn't look cool. You want to look cool flying this thing, or you want a fucking parachute? Pick one, dude. Absolutely not. Uh, What's your uh, recommendation for the week? Uh, my recommendation, I have been watching, we've been watching, it's not new, but we've started picking back up on it. We've been watching short horror films on YouTube for our streams, and I will say, I've learned that when a short horror film is like award-winning, doesn't mean a goddamn thing, doesn't mean no. jack shit, they all suck, or most no, of them yeah. suck. But there is a YouTube channel called Alter, um who is kind of their thing is short horror films and stuff like that and they do have some really really good uh sorry I had a burp really good short horror films there's one called The Chair I think it is I think that's on Alter let me let me look real quick but it's I if you like short horror stuff I recommend checking out that YouTube channel um that's a good one all right I don't but uh I'll keep that in mind <laughs> oh, dude I love horror movies oh, uh I think Mm, hold on maybe i don't think the chair i don't think the chair is on altar unfortunately but the chair is a good short horror movie you should check it out um there's a youtube channel called that's a bad idea that has it uh it was super interesting one of the better ones we've seen there's a lot of shitty short horror films out there that one was good though um but yeah you read your book no i haven't i was gonna do that today but i had to bang out the notes i'm i plan on reading i got the first chapter buddy, tomorrow. I got a buddy who doesn't read, and he's reading that the same book right now, and he just texted me to tell me how sick it is. Really? He's all about it. Yeah, okay. I, he's he's trying to start reading, and he likes it. It's good. Yeah, I have um, uh, I, I, I have full well and plan to read it the first chapter and possibly more tomorrow. Right on. I just didn't have it. Uh, mine's going to be the – I'm going to recommend that book I mentioned earlier. If, if you haven't read it, The Unwomanly Faces of War by Svetlana Alexievich – such a good book really interesting it tells the war perspective from you know not like them as civilians all the way to being in the war their different roles in the war you know it's it's I really, really interesting. i really enjoy one of the things of, uh, of war i enjoy is like everyone has such a different like perspective perspective so like i love reading about women in war and like 
back in like World War II and stuff, like people of color serving in war, like it is, you know, how shitty it was. They went and fought for their country and they got treated the way they did when they came back. And even when they were in the service and everything, it's uh, yeah. super interesting to me. I fucking love reading about that shit because it's, I, I just like history in general. Um, yeah. Little slut for some history, you know what I'm saying? Same. This would be good. Big uh, good for history. For it. Yes, it will. Um, but yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Be safe. Be kind to of, be kind of yourself. Love you so much. Bye bye.